Welcome back to another episode of The Disconnect. You know, Phil, every time I, I do my opening spiel, I have to like really concentrate and say, oh, yeah, to not say pure speculation or <laughs> right. the Primo podcast, even yeah. though we're what, maybe a dozen episodes into The Disconnect? I here, think so. I think that's I, about right. I still like, there's so much of me that goes back like, this the attitude for this podcast would be great for pure speculation, or the attitude right. for this podcast would be great for primo. Yeah, but we had to merge the two because even now it's like, how many times have I texted you this week? I to know. Say, Let's record tomorrow. Let's record tomorrow. All it is is a half an hour. Out of I know day. it's tough though when you got a lot of stuff going on. It's like that half hour is it's a big part of the day, especially right now when we're like a week away from Christmas. And yeah, we still have orders that have to get out the door. Right. Um. It's stressful and it's it it, it weighs on you. But it, I've got a I've got a question for you, Phil. Mm-hmm. Do you ever suffer from FOMO? Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out, and not, not, not what <laughs> I think it was traditionally set up to kind of uh, make you think about. Like it, it was like I want to go to this gathering because right, I don't want to miss out yeah. on the event. I don't want to miss out on the um, the interactions with people. I'm sitting at home and I'm wondering what's going on without me socially. Right. That I don't care about. Yeah. No, me either. <laughs> no, no desire. Like I, if nobody ever calls me for a social interaction again, it won't be the worst thing in the world. I'm a homebody. Yeah. I same. like my time at home. Uh, 10 years ago, that might've been a different story, but right. now it's like the only chance I get to just like unwind. So every once in a while, I like to reset that button. Sure. I get together here or there, but like yeah. going out socially, it's just tough. No, I feel the same way. So if it's that type of FOMO that you're talking about, then no, because usually when I see like, in a, I hate to say this, it sounds so horrible, but like when I see an event where I'm like, oh, it's one of my friends, you know, got together and did some stuff and I'm like, oh, they didn't they call didn't me. bite you? And it's like Kevin from Home Alone almost when he's like, I made my family disappear where it's like, and I sound like such a dick, but it's like. I, I'm glad I wasn't invited. And I think that's why people probably, stopped inviting It's not me. that they don't like you. It's that they realize that you're a curmudgeon. Yeah, just don't want to go out. Well, I'm not really talking about the social FOMO. Okay. I'm talking about the opportunity FOMO. Do you ever suffer from that feeling of, man, I just saw somebody make a lot of money on a Bitcoin. I just saw yeah. somebody make a lot of money on real estate. They were out there. They were putting in the work. They were taking the risk and they were reaping the rewards because that is the type of FOMO I tend to get the most because I watch, I watch the crypto stuff like a hawk. Yeah. Not like detailed, but just like at a glance. Right. But I'm always watching it day in and day out because, and, and it's so funny because last night, 12 and 12 at night, 1230, uh -huh. my Yahoo finance alert was going off because it was showing ridiculous returns on some of my uh, uh, crypto. Oh, okay, gotcha. It was a glitch in the system. Uh, but I'm looking. I'm waking up at five in the morning. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking about, and I'm looking at it, and it's literally like that Bitcoin. Let's see, uh, Ethereum was trading at. $63,000, which it's currently at about four. What? That's, so that's, and Bitcoin yeah. is sitting at roughly 4850 right now. It said it was, what is this? 
over a million dollars a share. And it, yeah. this is like, I'm like, did something split? Did something crazy happen in society? Yeah. Is our city's burning right now. Like what yeah. the heck happened? But you know, this, this year was notorious for those, uh, big giant returns on stocks right? and, 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 and the crypto as well. And now I think people are sitting back and they're not seeing that meter move as fast. So those big returns are non-existent, but you're still waiting for that to happen. And people I think are buying because they don't want to get left behind. Yeah. That's why people will continue to take this risk, even though it might not be that sound of an investment or an opportunity, but they're afraid of missing out on it. Yeah. I, I get that to a degree because I know, like, I think it was, uh, I saw a clip on a show the other day about like Gary V where he was doing the NFTs. Sure. And he he's was always saying, on top of that. He's, he's, yeah. he's ahead of the game. He was talking about TikTok before TikTok was, was big. Yeah. And he was saying how like, yeah, last night I made like $63,000 while I was sleeping or something like that. And I think it was even more than that. It was some Probably. crazy number. And I'm thinking like, what, uh, what is going on? Like uh, how, and I'm, but I'm thinking like, it seems like, especially with the NFT stuff that like, you have to have money to make money in that situation a little I, bit. Yeah. And, and there's always an element of luck that's right. rolled into these situations that nobody's willing to acknowledge. Gary V is not going to tell you he was lucky. He, no. He's going to tell you he, he was grinding it out and he was putting in the work and he was, he was, yeah. he was, he was, uh, you know, a, he was on the forefront of these things and, and he right. let opportunity slip through his fingers, which to a certain degree, sure. But I think there's a lot of it that is just luck as well. Well, I think too, it's a situation where like you have these people that are, you know, a social, have a social media presence. And so they're the things that they create, uh, in that, you know, realm, be, uh, it makes money. Sell. Yeah. Once you hit, once you've built up that base, right. It's, it's much easier to capitalize on new opportunities because yeah. you already have people hanging on your you have every a following. Word. You have yeah. a following. And I agree with you at that point. Of course, a, a Gary V NFT is going to have perceived value. Yeah. A Zach Hayes <laughs> NFT. Right. I, I don't even know if, if my wife would want that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, but it's, it's one of those things where the thing that these guys online or these social media influencers who are pushing that narrative, the thing they don't tell you is all the L's that they take along the way. Right. Too. Yeah. There are how many bad investment deals go down? Grant Cardone, how many bad real estate investments have to go down? And, and really all of these people are, are selling this, this, setup where if you just work hard, right, you can achieve what they achieved. And that's where you get people who start to pay into these master classes and take these online yeah. courses that cost money because they see an opportunity to make substantial amounts of money without putting in the work, which that scenario right. very rarely does it exist. It's called hitting the lottery. Right. And like. and 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 you end up putting yourself putting yourself up against a wall yeah. because instead of capitalizing on good opportunity, you're too worried about missing out on, uh, uh, something that isn't really going to be profitable, but they, they make you feel like if you don't act now, that, yeah. that opportunity is going to be gone. It, it's, it's no right. different than like a, uh, if somebody is in real estate and you put an offer in on a house and they say, well, 
We got 30 other offers right now. You better come in heavy. They might yeah. not have any. They might have one other offer. But yeah. You're going to come in higher than you would have because right. you don't want to miss out on that opportunity to buy the house. And you see that there's competition. So you go a little higher than your comfortable uh, paying. Yeah. I think everybody does that to an extent. And the, the only reason why I don't have the FOMO with that stuff um I mean, every once in a while I do, but it's kind of a fleeting thought is because every time that I've been in like a situation, let's say back when I was, uh, you know, 20 years old living, you know, with Sean, our brother in, uh, in a little apartment in Rochester and I was, we were paying our bills and stuff. I always had, you know, it was always like, oh man, I got to pay my bills. And then at the end of the month, how much money do I have left? It, and it's always like, the more money I make, it's like now the same thing where it's like you end up me and my wife. It's like, we spend more money than we used to. It always ends up leveling out. And I feel like no matter how much money we're making, we're still on that like same level. Well, I, there's a, there's a reason for that. And, and I don't know the exact specifics behind it, but there is something that states, you know, as you, as you earn more, yeah, your and obviously this this goes without talking about like okay obviously there's expenses with kids right there's going to be expenses with this and that but as you make more money you say I can afford to do this right when you were when you were by yourself yeah making less money yeah but only had to take care of yourself you were probably a little more um, frugal as yeah, far as like definitely. the type of food that you would buy for like, sure. When I live by myself, I never bought a green vegetable. Are you no, kidding me? But uh, now we have like sal- salad. Green peppers and, on my pizza. And, 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 and That's pro- it. produce and things like that are yeah. expensive and you end up wasting a lot of it. We know it's expensive to eat. Healthy. Oh yeah, for sure. It's much cheaper to say, okay, I'm going to buy a $3 Red Baron pizza and it's right. going to last me two meals, Yeah, uh, which is the reality of what you could do back in the day. Yep. So, I mean, as you're, you know, and, and as it should, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your money should go to better things. You have a nicer car than you had back right, then. Right, exactly. You were, you know, you were, uh, uh, you're not in an apartment anymore. A you're, basement you're apartment. A basement <laughs> yeah. apartment. And you're, you're in a regular yeah. single family home. Right. And like, those are things that are going to come with additional expenses and you want that place to look nice. Right. So you put in, you buy nicer furniture, you buy yep. nicer things. Like that's why a lot of people work is to have nice things. Like you don't, if, if that wasn't a goal, everybody would be out in that one room cabin in the middle of the woods and, and, and cut off from society, a place where not even the, the, a UPS driver can find you with an Amazon package. Like that's, those are the kind of things that didn't matter back in the day. No. And, and that's the thing is that's why I don't have like a huge, like I don't have a whole lot of FOMO with all the like, you know, crypto stuff and the NFTs and this and that, because I feel like, like Biggie small says mo money, mo problems. Yeah. But an extra 20 grand in your pocket, isn't going to, isn't going to create more problems for you. It's going to create additional opportunity. Like they say, yeah. it takes money to make money. I'll go I'll right. give you another quote takes money. Who to said make that money. one? Plenty of people. <laughs> Some guy uh, there, but there are, uh, there are so many things in that scenario where if you have an extra 20 grand that you made off of an investment opportunity, you can grow that in a portfolio. And then right. that's another thing that is 
FOMO is missing out on potential investment opportunities. And you see a lot of people waiting prolonged periods of time for to, to, to start a retirement account. You just missed out on 20 years of saving and, yeah. and, and accrual of uh, gains on those accounts in the last two years here you would have seen astronomical returns on your your accounts and if you right. and if you're if you're not taking that risk you didn't see those same returns and that's something that you can't get back is that time so i mean it, and that's the thing it's like i'm i'm very um i i'm very low risk on all my stuff yeah. because it, go ahead it's it's scary to me it's too it, I, I get a little thrown off when like, I just don't, I don't understand the system. Like I don't understand stocks. I know except the people who are, and I don't even think they have the people working on wall street understand it. I don't think so either by the dip. So it's like, for me, it's hard to put money into that when I, I just don't know what I'm doing. Do you have a financial advisor? Uh, my wife does, yeah, and we both okay. talk to, to so him. So if your wife does, then you do too. Because yeah, <laughs> it's well, it's, it's my wife's guy, but yes, we both talk to him. And I mean, it's it's a situation where like he set us up to where like we we know what we need to do to be put in a good spot for our retirement and things like that. But, but what does that even mean? It's, what is that? Because how do you like they like we've I think we've had this conversation before. They used to say a million dollars for retirement and that ain't going to cut it these days. And how many no. people do you think are going to have a million dollars to retire when they turn 60 years old? It's well, not going gonna to happen right now. I mean, we're well, we, obviously not right now. You've got 30 years, but does, does he know what well, is he no, saying? But I'm saying right now we're on track to where like, if, if we keep doing what we're doing and we follow what he says, he's given us, I don't remember exactly what it is, but he's given us percentages of what to move up at what times sure. in uh, our accounts. I have one retirement account. Um, and I know my wife has a couple of them. Mm-hmm. She also was supposed to get a pension, which we don't rely on that because you, you never, never know. know. But, um, but yeah, as far as, as it goes, I mean, um, it, we're, we're in a decent spot right now, but it's like, we need to also save money for, you know, the kids college, college and things like that. But it, it's, it's nice because as a teacher, like she does get some real nice benefits and yeah. stuff. So it's, but as far as like the stocks and the, you know, all the cryptocurrency and things like that, no, we haven't gotten into that. And I, I really am afraid to, but I, I think I, I, I don't want to gloss over this. The your guy, yeah. What does he? What is he projecting that you need upon retirement? Because um, if you go off that, like just ten years ago, you never heard. You never. The, it was that million dollar mark. So is it going to be two million dollars? What kind of life do you want to live? That's that's what kind of do you want to go on trips? Do you want to travel? What yeah? What age do you want to retire? All that has to come into account when you're talking those figures because. An extra five years, yeah, and and obviously the closer you get to retirement, you start to uh, uh, hedge your bets a little bit. You go into something that's less risky, so it's not going to be as volatile if the market dips. Like imagine if you were, you know, looking to retire in a few years, and then all your returns yeah. disappeared at the beginning of the the pandemic, and you'd be like, "What the hell just happened?" Right. Well, see, that's the thing. Is uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of more. Um, <laughs> almost like how dad was in the, uh, in, in the situation of like Amanda t- takes care of most of that stuff. Like, sure. I don't, she knows what's going on and I, I, 
I honestly don't. I don't know what's going on with a whole lot of stuff. And I know like that for you I'd would be, be, I'd be terrified. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, but for and, me, and, it's like, and, and my wife would be terrified too, because she, yeah. she hates looking at that stuff. Yeah. And I hate looking at it. So but, I mean, but are you ignorance is bliss then? Is it better not to know? Or is it just something you don't want taking up in your head? No, you know what? I, it's more or less like I, I trust her as far as what she's doing and what we have going on. I'm kind of that where she'll tell me like, all right, you need to do this. Okay, I'll do that. And then we'll, and she kind of takes care of all the the finances, all the bills. She pays all the bills and stuff. So I would say you don't have FOMO. You just don't care about missing out on opportunity. Because no, if, not if really. You're, if you're not even like, there, there must be... Like, it, let's say if crypto is the next big thing for the next 10 yeah. years and you miss the boat on that, right? you're probably not going to be able to get back in no. at, at that point to where you can make some serious returns. But don't you just want to say like, I'm just going to take like 500 bucks and slowly put it into like some Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin's worth 40 today and it's worth a hundred tomorrow, at least I didn't miss out on that opportunity, but you just don't even, you don't give a shit. No. I really don't. All right. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Isn't it funny though, how like it's always one person in the relationship. Yeah. It's somebody has to do it. Right. But then you've got the situations where I get, there's probably families that just, if, if both people are like you, yeah, they're screwed. Well, I because think nobody's going to, nobody's going to take that, that initiative to do it. They're right. Gonna, if work offers something great, but I think that's where you see a lot of people who get into the situation where they're in their fifties and yeah. or or even their forties, and nobody really had this conversation with them, and they're going to be, God, I couldn't imagine missing out on twenty well, years of returns. And I know, I know people like that. I, I know, I I have people in my life where like they haven't started retirement funds and things like that. But I bet you these people are 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 on DraftKings though, and I bet you they're could playing, be. and I bet you they're they're putting bets on. Um, you know, sports games or they're doing fantasy drafts and things like that. I maybe I, I bet you or or they're I don't know. I guess everybody's got a thing. Yeah. Like, and this is a life thing. Like to right. me doing that is no different than going grocery shopping every week or uh putting gas in your car. It's something that yeah. as an adult you should be doing. But this see, this is my thing is like if Amanda wasn't doing it, then I would be. But but that's kind of because I used to be a little more to into the full, it which, to that full extent. Well, yeah, I mean, because we have to, especially with the kids. I mean, but oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. So if and that's the thing is like if if she wasn't doing it, then like I, I would have to because I mean we have to have things set up. But I, I wouldn't be that you know, I'm not into it, but if it was something where it wasn't being done, then I would, I would do it, but like forced into it. Yeah. But it's not something that like I want to do. And like, cause what happened was, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Okay. So we, she was setting up this appointment, right. Um, with the financial advisor, it was a zoom appointment. It was during the pandemic. And, um, this isn't the first time she's talked to him, but she's like, I'm going to get you in on it. We're going to talk about it. So I have, Calvin, our son, I'm holding on to him while we're having this meeting because we had to already know where this is going. Yeah. And it's like, he's talking to me, he's telling us both a bunch of stuff, but I'm barely listening because I'm chasing him around and like, I'm trying to get into it, but I'm like, you know, I I can't pay attention right now with the kids. And it's something where like, she's like, I'll go over all of it with you. And like, so we, I try to get in on it, but like a lot of times it's like after she explained it to me, everything that's going on. But as far as I know, like I, 
I definitely need to get more involved, but at the same time, like I, with my wife, she's very good with that stuff. And I'm just not, I don't worry about it. Maybe I should, but I don't. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I've been very, I've had FOMO as far as like the real estate opportunities right yeah. now, because I thought for sure that this market was going to tank right sooner rather than later. So last this past summer, we sold our rental house that we had in town. Yeah. Cashed out of that, which I'm, which I'm completely okay with. I held on to my property. Yeah. But I, 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 we cashed out of the, the rental house because I'm like, okay, we, we, we'll make some money. We bought it two years prior. The market's doing well. Yeah. Let's get out of it. And now, but the market's still strong. And that house is probably worth 20 grand more than it was this past summer, right. which is crazy to me. It doesn't make sense. And I'm still looking around and I'm like, is this, is this it? Like, is, is it, is there just going to be continuing price hikes where if you look at it and say, if I don't buy today, uh, uh, what's the point of buying tomorrow essentially? Like, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like that is one of those things where I'm like, I am going, when this crashes, I'm going to buy, I'm going to save yeah. up my money so that I have an opportunity to buy. Well, doesn't look like that time's coming. So right. do you just get in because you're afraid that you're going to miss out on opportunity or do you play it safe? Because I just don't, I, like you said with the market, yeah. you don't understand the market. I don't understand the value of homes right now. And I yeah. can't, I can't wrap my head around that. So it seems crazy to me to be buying right now, Yeah, but people are doing it and people are doing it today and the house is worth more next quarter. And right. it's just that kind of stuff boggles my mind. But I think a lot of people feel are like you with that, where ignorance is bliss kind of thing. Yeah. You, you see so many people where it's like, and, and it's that perpetual childish attitude. I'm not saying that's, I'm not trying to paint you as a, we kind of are, but that's okay. But, but you see a lot of people who are, uh, you know, They'd rather put their money into collectibles, you know, card collecting's big right. again. Yeah, uh, the 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 sports betting, uh, people who like to, uh, they, you've got a lot of adults buying Lego sets, and uh, you've got the Disney adults who are right. uh, going and they're spending three hundred dollars to get a lightsaber made at, yeah. at Disney World, uh, right, and spending just. The, they they value the experience over and, and these these fun things over the reality of what retirement means because I think a lot of people have a hard yeah. time looking into the future. Like I almost I almost exclusively live in the future, right? As opposed to living in the moment, which that's maybe bad as well. But like I can't enjoy the moment because I'm too busy worrying or stressing about the future. And I think that's, that's a completely different conversation. That's probably better for a therapist. Well, cause yeah. Cause I was going to say, it seems to really bother you that people don't like plan for the future and stuff. It It does does because I feel like that's part of the responsibility of being an adult. And the other thing is I see it as a strain on the future of the economy when when you've got one of the biggest generations here whose retirement plan is based on what mom and dad are going to give me when they pass away. What's left for me then? And I tell you what, with yeah. the expenses of these uh, senior care facilities, it's not going to be a lot, guys, if right. that's your retirement plan. Because we've talked about this before. How many people do you know, adults with kids, rely on their parents for fun- uh, assistance with 
with yeah, money, with it, finances. It happens a lot. And that, that's the thing is like, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Cause like everybody I talk to, I feel like a lot of times too, you don't get like straight answers out of people. Everybody wants to act like they are, you know, uh, all set to go and that they're good. And that's the thing is like, in my situation, I'll be pretty honest about the fact that like, I don't know a whole lot about it. I, and that's probably, you know, something that I've, that I should be a little more up on, but I, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that like, Oh, I'm, I'm good to go. But like, as far as I know, everything, um, that we're setting out to do as far as like money goals and things like that, we've been hitting them. So, but I don't know if we'll be all right. And who knows? I mean, what if you end up living 20 years longer than you think? I mean, it's, it's hard, but like, we're doing the best that we can. And I mean, that's, that's what we're going to just keep doing, I guess. Yeah, I think may, and you know what, I think probably for myself, it's, it's probably a, a, a detriment to my, my, myself that I don't live more in the moment that I'm so worried about planning in the future that my money doesn't necessarily go to experiences. It goes to investment accounts and it goes to taking advantage of opportunities when it comes up. But I mean, yeah, maybe but, that'll work out for me in the end and maybe right. I'll be miserable. Yeah. Well, I, who knows? Well, that's the thing though, is that down the line in the future, you might be where like, you're like, Oh, I'm all good. And then I might be struggling at, at that point where I'm not living in the moment, going on vacations and things like that now. But like, it's, it's all, it kind of all trades off. So, I mean, it's a, it's just good to have a balance no matter what you do. Yeah. And my goal is to be, I, I, I don't, I, I feel like I've, I've only got about 15 years left in the tank as far yeah. as like work. Goes. Right. I want to yeah. be done. I want to be done by 50. Right. I, I see too many people that are, you know, in their, in their 60s still working. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't want to do that. Right. Because I put in my work now. I mean, I've had the same yeah. job since I was 19. I've already been right. doing this for almost 20 years. Which yeah, is, it's which a long is, time. Which is crazy, especially for today's time. You don't see that anymore. Nobody's no. been doing the same People job. People bounce around a yeah, lot. It, it's a very rare thing. So it's like, I think if I put in a, at that point, it'll be a little over a 30-year career. Yeah. Okay. Great. Done. Done. And you'll get to enjoy all that time after. Get to enjoy, enjoy all that time after and, you know, hopefully go retire somewhere up yeah. north. And at that point, the kids will be, uh, they'll, what's that, another 10? Oh, my kids will still be in yeah, they'll still high be in high school. school so. <laughs> they're going to be young. Well, hey, they're he going to have some fun time with be dad. be a stay-at-home dad, yeah. And maybe I'll check in here once in a while or right. maybe I'll just completely sell off and, and be done. Yeah, and, you, you know, could just, uh, just uh, who knows what I'll do. Right. I, I think I, I think I feel stuck. I think yeah. I feel stuck in that regard. To I think where a lot of people do though. Like, but, but yeah, but you, you could quit a, a job. Right. You can quit when you own your own business. And if yeah. you're like, ah, I'm just going to fold everything up and, and move along, especially when it's doing well, I get why people right. close up for like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go bankrupt if I right. close the doors here. But when it's doing well, and you and you're making good money on it and it's successful people don't usually walk away from that no but you could, i think you could easily pay you know uh bring some people into, you know, you pay them like a good salary. You might make less money, but you yeah, bring people in and then you could be hands a little more hands off. I think that's what we're working on for next year. Yeah. It's, it's, I I've seen that my time here has been so, so overwhelming to where I, I am 20 years later, still tied. You need help. This, this yeah. desk without, uh, uh, the, the help that is required. Right. 
Um, so yeah, there's definitely some changes that need to be made because I don't want to miss out on opportunities. Yeah. Not that opportunity, it's more than investment opportunities. It's life opportunities. Right. And, you know, as the kids get older, they're going to have more activities and you just gotta, you gotta figure out what's important and yeah. uh, take it from there. For sure. I agree. All right. Well, don't have fear of missing out on the Disconnect <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, we'll be in your feed next Friday as well. So thank you guys for listening and don't forget the struggle is real. <laughs>